You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport. For the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. And Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Outstanding stuff going on in the studio here before we get to uh, to air on Sports Day. Badge and Sats here with you. Team List Tuesday, it is our coach, our producer, Woogie. What a great sport. Talk just before we uh, we ran on sets. Don't stuff it up. Did Don't you coach ever say yeah, that? He's the ultimate so prophet positive. of doom. That's what he is. <laughs> There's no guarantees either, is there? Uh, well, yeah, no, no, there are not. Welcome to the show. Uh, lots to get through tonight. Uh, yes, I said, team list Tuesday. They're out. They're out this afternoon. It's about three o'clock now, isn't it? It used to be four o'clock. Mm-hmm. So uh, getting a good look at those nice and early in there. Well, are what a happens? Few. What happens with normal co- well, some of the coaches when they the general manager of footy goes to them and says. Can I have the team for this week? They go, just put out last week's. Used to be. Yeah. Used to be. Mm. It doesn't happen <laughs> anymore. This bloke won't do it either. St. George Illawarra coach Anthony Griffin, he's going to join us soon. Uh, talk about their uh, their changes to their team. They've made a um, one change to the side that was, was beaten by the Sharks, Corey Norman, who was suspended for round one. Yep. He's coming back in sats. We'll talk about that with him. And, uh, and they've got a new signing, I heard today. For 2022, a pretty big signing. Good signing. He's a he's a very good young player who, over the last couple of years, has has become a real formidable opponent in the mm. front row. They uh, the bunnies have actually dropped one of their new signings. Yeah, mm. yeah, he's, he's a bit of a crowd favourite too. Yeah, well, we're going to keep you on tender hooks here, listeners. I'll tell you what. Uh, three weeks for Jesse Ramian. Uh, he took the three weeks there uh, for that whack on. Matt Dufty seems a bit light to me. I really didn't like it. Oh, was it his shoulder? Because he also had a swinging arm with that sats. What, what actually clocked Matty Dufty? Well, he came in from behind Matty Dufty. Normally they come in from from as they approach the player. But mm. Matty Dufty was already being tackled and he was sort of leaning against the tackled players. And Jesse Raymond actually went round his players, came from sort of like Matty Dufty's try line and came in from that angle. Mm. His shoulder looks like it made contact flush on his head and he did he lost the ball he could yeah, see he was a little bit unconscious the arm came swinging around as yeah. well so yes. at first I thought that's what got him so when the arm come round his arm wasn't able to swing all the way around because oh, his, okay. his arm actually hit one of his own teammates but his shoulder makes contact which, okay. which is illegal three weeks four weeks I, I think it's fair and, mm. and to be quite honest I I wouldn't be surprised if he would have got more six to eight yeah. and I would have been okay with not it a good also. look hey there's some controversy around the, uh, the Dally M's after just one round and the judges and the yeah. allocations of games. Mm. And uh, I did even hear, the not wasn't the integrity question, but one of the judges that was involved in this, seriously. Um, anyway. Well, it is a question of integrity. Oh, 
Not a, I not don't a, agree with it, but it is an integrity. The is judge a gave most of, of the votes to the other team. We'll tell you about it. It's Darren Lockyer, of course, with the uh, in the Broncos Parramatta game, but he he gave most. He gave three and two to Parramatta players. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we were talking last night about uh, the record-breaking try, well, three tries to Brett Morris that puts him in fourth spot on the all-time list. And then we mentioned that Josh, his brother, is not far behind him. Yeah, he's sitting, sitting sixth, sixth or seventh, list. yeah. Uh, as far as try scoring, they're outstanding, the Morrises, aren't they? And there were people that might have thought they were uh, getting right towards the end of their careers a couple of years ago. They 35 just, soon. They look great. Yeah, they are, mm-hmm. in August. Um, so the question has been asked... Uh, where do they sit amongst the great siblings to play the game of rugby league? Yep. Not just NRL, but rugby league, dating way back to uh, Herbert and uh, and Dally Messenger. Yeah. Listeners, no, I'll go, Herbert I'll, is Dally Messenger. I'll go name, back to I'll go back to the fifties and sixties. Norman Peter Proven. Oh yes. Both won yes. premierships. Peter with sixty nine Balmain side. Yeah. So who do you who do you think who are the great? Uh, you know, there's there's uh, plenty of players, modern day players that are still running around, and some of. Retired just recently. Um, of course, there's the Walters boys, and then you think in threes, you've got to throw the Mortimers and Hughes mm. in there, haven't they? So give us a call, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. Who are the great siblings and the best that you've seen Wally and running Luke around? Well, <laughs> uh, and where do the Morris twins uh, sit on that? Or you can text us zero four double seven seven three six. Seven three six. We've already got a text, Sats. I think carrying on from um, yeah from last night, Jacob from, Jacob from Walker. Yeah, we? listening to last night's episode on the podcast, boys. In regards to crusher tackles, surely there has to be some onus on the bloke being tackled. We're talking about Angus Crichton missing a week this week. Too many times they run, turn their back into the tackle, and contribute to the crusher situation. Almost exactly what happens to Angus Crichton, and he mm. immediately backed out when he realised. What had happened, I totally agree. Yep, so, and you have been saying that, Sass, and I've been arguing with you but about about when players pull out of it. I know some of them get stuck in the tackle and we have to look at every case individually, but that's a great point you make there, Jacob. We had a similar uh, uh, text last night about that, about the, that, that very point. Players back into it and then when uh, the defenders come in, look, it's, it's, it's all how it's evolved, hasn't it? Mm. We didn't have that many players backing into tackles before and we didn't have that many players tackling up high. Do you know when the intent is there for a crusher badge is when you get a player into a position where you feel as though their head may be around your stomach or your chest and then the, then there's a second action. They lift them up and they drop down onto the ground. Oh, that's shocking. That's a legitimate crusher tackle. Now, mm. they're very minimal, but we or do have illegitimate. players that do do it, whereas the ones like Angus Crichton, they're very innocuous and they're unaware and it's too late until it happens. Mm. Mm. Right, we'll keep your uh, your calls and your texts coming tonight as we do this. Sports Day, Sports Update. Now, it's been decided, uh, and it was yesterday, that uh, Joseph Sawali is okay at 17 to make his debut in the NRL. I, I did see Trent Robinson say, look, doesn't necessarily mean we're going to play him. Mm. He's there. We know now that we can play him after applying, and they've looked at this very thoroughly the NRL, but um, there the jury is split on this. Uh, Paul Kent on NRL 360 said he reckons the rules should be changed. And I'll, I'll tell you why too, because rugby league is about stars, and he's got to be a star. He, he, he has got it all in front of him, Ben. Look, no one's a guarantee, but he's got so much going for him. I was against it when I first heard it. I think if you bring a rule in, the rule's there. I'm not all for exemptions. I actually think it should be the other way. I think everyone should be allowed to play and the NRL should have the ability to come in over the top and say, no, this kid's not ready. 
the other way. But I, I, man, I went through since 1980. All the kids that have come through have played at 17 and 16. I'm not going to go through every one of them. Mm. But there's only about five misses. But you've got Tomalola, Wade Graham, Mitch Pearce, Israel Folau, Chris Lawrence, Carmichael Hunt, Justin Hodges, Mark O'Malley, Luke mm. Burke, Lance Thompson, all the way back, Laurie Daly, Andrew Eddinghouse, since 1980. There's very few who have, who have whose lives have exploded because they came through in rugby league at 17 years old. So ben, this maturity thing, I don't, I can't follow the argument. There you go. And mm. uh, make some good points there. Yeah, I, I, I struggle with wondering why we need to send him out there. But then the point has been made to me, well, what's the difference a few months? If he's going to be ready in August, why wouldn't he be ready in, in May or June? Yeah, I think it's got to be a case-by-case scenario. And this is what they've done with Joseph Sawali. And I think the rule needs to stay in place. But again, there needs to be an exemption case-by-case, case. Uh, physically, psychologically, emotionally, the support structures around them as well, mm. whether it's home life, guardianship, um, whatever it may be. Uh, I feel as though from a case-by-case scenario, we can look at it. And, and you know, I've watched enough of Joseph Sawali and much like Paul Kent and many other people who are much far more educated than what I am. I believe that physically he's ready, but most importantly, they went through the right uh, parameters to see whether he is psychologically and emotionally ready yep. as well. Uh, Brad Fittler agrees with you. Without a doubt, he's mature enough to actually play physically. And, you know, Tom will tell if there's, um, you know, if he's mentally up to it but everything he's done at the moment tells you he is so a very mature club and he'll be guided through nicely by some real men there you don't know whether anyone's physically ready badge until what until you throw them out there until they're out there and see how they recover and if they they're struggling to recover on a week-to-week basis well they're not physically ready their body's not physically ready mm. Sonny Bill Williams came as came in as an 18 year old and it just exploded the rugby league world he had a lot of he had a lot of concerns when he got to about sort of 20, 21, 22. He had a few knee concerns. A lot of those thought it was his, without being too technical, you know, his growth plates that he was asked to train as a professional athlete too young. His yep. body wasn't used to it, wasn't ready for it. There is an argument to that. But I think as we advance in with our technology sports and sports science that we can we can keep an eye on that. I know Phil Gould. Phil Gould disagrees at the moment. He said, oh, he thinks they should play up until they're about 20, make sure they're physically and educationally making sure they're ready as well. Well, I suppose from from Phil's, from, from Gus's point of view, uh, he was a coach at Penrith in 1990 when Brad Fittler was 18. Yeah, yeah. So it sort of refutes that argument. It does. All right. Uh, now the NRL, well, we, we, we listened to this we, last night and we heard it after the game on, on Sunday. Toby Rudolph uh, having a chat to... Uh, the boys on the Matty John show. We thought it was uh, it was pretty funny, but the NRL didn't. Have another listen. Toby, you there? He's not going to play for us. Here Maybe we go. can get him there. Probably about a thousand beers. Um, <laughs> got to go to all these, try and pull something. Uh, anything will do. Um, no, nah, look, honestly, it's all about recovery these days. <laughs> <can't> do <laughs> hey, straight home, straight in the ice bath, and uh, just staying very, very quiet. He, uh, the NRL fired off a form, formal warning about it. They look; they have to be very careful about the way the game is portrayed. Uh, what do you think? Are, are we are we killing off the characters of the game? Was that okay? Well, they're saying it's offensive, um, and we are in a very sensitive time at the moment. We, we know are. that, and I suppose the timing of it is never good. And um, that was particularly. I bad. can see. I can see what the NRL are trying to portray. The image they want to try and portray. Yes, Absolutely important. 
but we also want to try and keep characters in the game. Now, I'm not making excuses for Toby Rudolph. I feel as though also Matty John's show, because that's where the, the question was asked by Brian Fletcher. When you do podcasts, Badge, you and I have been part of podcasts. When you're sitting with someone who you feel really relaxed with and you sometimes feel a little bit more loose in relation to the stories that you're going to tell. I think we've both been involved in that situation on a number of occasions. When Brian Fletcher's in interviewing you, you feel as though you need to be a little bit more quirky. The yeah. Matty John show is quirky. It's a lighter, lighter look at rugby league. Yep. So when you're on the show, you automatically you feel as though you've got to be a little bit different. And I'm sure Toby Rudolph didn't mean any disrespect to anyone. He's just trying to be different. Yep. He's just trying to be funny. We are losing characters in the game. If he could have it over again, would he have not said what he said? Probably. Yeah. But I think we can sit back and have a bit of a laugh about it as well. I think so. Like to yeah. think that. Anyway, what do you think about about that? Is that uh, is that funny for you in your mind, or do you think it was uh, was way out of line? Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Yeah, breaking news actually just uh, coming in from Danger in Cairns. He said, uh, "All good in Cairns, boys." Okay. <laughs> So I think danger is on the cans. I don't think he's in cans. I think yeah. he's on the cans. Well, what's, what's happening in cans? There's not a cyclone <laughs> up there again, is there? Uh, now, we're talking about the Daly M's before. Uh, Broncos legend uh, and, and he's a current board member, Darren Lockyer. Uh, he's been em- embroiled in this controversy around the Daly M voting system yep. because he voted on the Broncos-Eels game. Now, and as well as that, Luke Lewis, who is currently on the uh, part-time staff, I think, mm. with the Sharks. He voted on... The Sharks and Dragons. Dragons game. Yep. So they're saying there needs to be some – they need to be independent. I, I agree. I, I don't think either of those players – I'm not questioning anything about their integrity. I don't think anyone is. But in the future, I think the Daly M, the people that are running it and uh, at, at NRL headquarters will be careful that there's no perception of bias from any of the judges. And we're judges. Just so avoid it. You're yeah. saying it's just best just to avoid it. That's right. I mean, you you can you can be a judge on any of the seven clubs you played for, mm. Sats, but well, my you're not working for them. Well, I did the Newcastle Bulldogs game, Daly M judge, on the weekend. Now, our family is from Newcastle. Right. So is that too close? Or? No. No, it's all right. I if you, as long as you're not working for them, yeah. involved with the club, and, and it's the same you with, know what, uh, with I'm, me. I'm but, never going to question. And I know you're saying it's probably best to avoid it so they, they can – Refrain from any argument down the down the track when the the points are getting close towards an end of the season and they start backtracking on votes. But I'm never going to question the the integrity of Luke Lewis and yep. and Darren Lockyer. Well, now, you, and you won't now. You won't have to because they will not be allocated games for clubs that they're working for. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I I don't think that's right. But yeah. anyway, but but Darren Lockyer voted Junior Paulo three points. I think we agree he was. One of the best. On the field. Yep. Reed Marnie was definitely one of the best on the Two. field. Anthony Milford was outstanding. Got one point. Yeah, yeah. So, Not happy with that completely. Happy. Uh, uh, and uh, and James Fisher Harris, because you scare me, I'm just letting you know you actually got three votes in the Penrith game. You gave me. him one vote, didn't oh, you? No, no, I gave him three. They, well, but the was, way you it recorded it was one, two, three. It was three. incorrect the way that they mm. put it in the paper, and that that has been uh, fixed up. And uh, James, I'm sorry that that. Happened, uh, yeah, Jesse Ramian, three-week ban for his hit on Matty Dufty. We said that uh, 
there's a, a doctor, a concussion expert, uh, Adrian Cohen, says that uh, it was a coward punch. He should be banned for six months or the season. Mm. Um, and he said he couldn't believe Matty Dufty was allowed back on the field. What do you think you can tell us? We're going to have to get to the, uh, to the break sats. Actually, before we do, what's brewing for Four Pines Brewing Co., the official beer of Sports Day with Badge and Sats? I'll tell you what's brewing. Francis Moller, we mentioned a player going to the Dragons. It's three, Francis Moller. Three-year deal, $1.5 million. Uh, From the Cowboys, yep. yes. And um, uh, the NRL is going to reset the clock after bunk, the bunker checks tries. That's what's brewing. And this is a big one. Daryl Summers has signed up for Dancing with the Stars. Really? He was the original host. Oh, please. Mm. Yeah. Is there no one else? As long as he doesn't dance, I'm fine. I'm okay with that. He's well, an institution. Yeah. Oh, I like him. And he's back work, up. Darryl. He's back up his dicky knee in case anything goes wrong mm. and he can't make it one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sports day for the Kia Sorento, winner of Car Sales Car of the Year, Dragons coach Anthony Griffin is going to join us next. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. And after the weekend of the NRL, we had some winners and some losers. And we're fortunate to have the Dragons coach. And we thought he wouldn't be smiling today, but after talking to him off the air, he seems to be buoyant and, uh, and upbeat, and that man is Anthony Griffin. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Hook. How are you, Seth? I'm really well, mate. Um, first and foremost, uh, the big signing of, of Francis Milo, and I say big signing because I really rate him as a player, front row, a three-year deal with the Dragons as of next year. It's, um, he's a player that's really rose to prominence over the last couple of years, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. He's, he's been a bit of a slow burner, uh, Francis, and had an unfortunate incident, obviously, a few years ago in the mm. Queensland Cup, which kept him out of the game for a couple of years. But he's played every game for the Cowboys over the last two years, and, and he's now one of their starting front rowers. So we're really um, happy about his signing. I think he's a future, you know, origin player um, in the Mo Fatawaka mode. Um, and obviously think his best football at 26 is in front of him. So uh, it's a real key signing for us. Yeah, I agree. Good playing with the new rules as well. Low low to the ground, yeah. good speed. I think he's going to be good with the new rules. Now from the weekend, Hook, 32 points to 18. Um, you lost the match to the, to the Crosstown rivals, the Sharks. Now out of that match after you dissected, still a lot of positives that you can work on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's never a good loss in in the NRL at this level, but um, I thought we beat ourselves. There was no disrespect to Cronulla. You know, we handed them 14 points in the first 15 minutes and ended up going down by 14. And uh, Yeah, we just murdered, you know, a lot of opportunities, um, which was disappointing with our ball control, particularly on transition. And But, uh, you know, from a positive point of view, uh, we had to do 130 more tackles. We, we had a higher defensive efficiency than the opposition. We... Uh, a couple of times there, it looked like we were going to win the game, despite you know all the things I just spoke about. So there was some really good things we we're going to build on, but obviously um, there's a reason we didn't get the points, and you know we need to stare that in the face and get better at it. Mm. Yep, um, you know that that start was uh, a bit of a shocker, and I know Dragons fans were tearing their hair out when they got those two couple of tries, early tries against you. The the Sharks, but look, some of your players really aimed up. Um, a lot of lot of work there by your, your new hooker, Andrew McCulloch, and uh, the big men up front did some good stuff. 
um, Paul Vaughan in particular. You uh, you you happy with him? Was it was there one player that you singled out that, that probably deserved to be on a winning side more? Uh, no, you're spot on there, Badge. I thought our medals were hard done by by the score. I thought they, you know, uh, Cronulla have got a really good pack, obviously, and uh, that's one of their strengths. And I, you know, I thought for most of the game we handled them well, or probably even got over the top of them. We at a stage there in the middle of the second half, we were, you know, we were well in control in the middle of the field, both sides of the ball. So, as you said, Badge McCullough played 80 minutes, and he's. People forget he's been out with a long-term injury for most of last year and he showed a bit of class, but also the grit we know he's got. And Paul Vaughan was outstanding, 200 metres. I thought Blake Laurie was outstanding and mm. Fumawano, who um, played 65 minutes. You know, he started at lock, but had to fill in on both edges. Um, I, I thought our medals were the highlight of the day for me. Were there some areas that you were particularly focusing on after that um, that bit of a horror charity shield thumped by uh, the Rabbitohs? Were, were there some specifics you worked on, and, and how did they go? Yeah, no, good. Obviously, our defence wasn't good enough in that trial, and, and it was the first time we we obviously new coach and staff, you know, a new lineup, new players, new system, and we got. You know, we really got it handed to us that day against obviously a red hot attacking team in South. Mm. But it worked out. You know, I'd rather it happen that way than scramble and have a scrappy trial lost by six or eight points and and not get the message. So it worked out to be a real strength in our education, and we used it that way. And uh, there were some really big improvements in us as a team defensively on the weekend. Um, you know, we restricted a lot of the. Uh, Cronulla opportunities, you know, uh, both physically and technically. You know, they're a big offload team. We, we cut them down to four offloads. They didn't, you know, have a line break through the middle of our field. But, um, you know, most of their tries come off, you know, our errors or our, um, you know, lack of ability to, sh- to shut down key things like scrums and, and, and kicks, you know, not in the middle of the field or in the middle of a tackle count and them opening us up with their play, so, which makes it really frustrating. So, you know, you can peel through the school line and, um, and find, you know, some building blocks there that we did well. Um, and I was really happy with, um, obviously, the, the improvement since, since Mudgee. Mm. No try to Cody Ramsey. Hook, um, still a fair while to go on the clock as well, which would have put you in the lead. Is it disappointed? Were you disappointed as a coaching staff how the team reacted after that? Yeah, it was that. That's a really good point. Um, you know, they were two really big 50 50 calls, but you know, to win at this level, you've got to be able to overcome them. You know, I thought we were hard done by on both calls. Mm. I thought the Cronulla winger didn't have control of the ball anyway, even though it contacted Zach's hand um, sorry Birdie's hand I thought we should have got the ball back I can understand why it wasn't a try but yeah it was a loose carry and if it happened in the middle of the field you know the referee would have called it that way I thought they got a bit technical from a bunker point of view Um, and then you know for me Dugan was offside and had an influence on the next play um the kick, but you know we just didn't compete hard enough to get numbers in the vicinity and gave Matt Moreland time to pick the ball up and measure a kick to his winger when the ball came loose. And you know you've got to compete hard on those plays on every play for 80 minutes. 
particularly coming back from 14 nil down. And, um, I thought if we could have gotten the lead at 18 14, you know, we were going to win the game, mm-hmm. even though there was 16 minutes to go. It was a, it was a massive 12 point turnaround, mm-hmm. which you know, obviously, you know, then you know, influenced the, the finish of the game. Yeah, I agree with all those points. Now, you, you mentioned Jack Bird. Happy with his return, because I, I thought some of the little things he did, the where he competed, he was outstanding. Yeah, he's going fantastic, mate. His rehab's been great. Our staff have been fantastic. But the care they've given him and got him to this point, um, you know, everyone knows he's coming back from nearly three years of hardly any footy. So it was really good to, to see him in a full-on game. He's played a bit of trial time, but, you know, at the moment his timing's still a bit out both sides of the ball, but to see him with the confidence to really get into the physicality of the game and come up with some really big defensive plays and physical plays, but also you just start to show a little bit of class with his um, with his attacks. So, yeah, really happy for him. Yeah, probably more happy for him personally. So that's to, you know, after getting to know him over the last four months, he's a, he's a, he's a really genuine good kid and had, had a lot of bad luck and He's a serious player. You just got to watch him run at training. You know, he glides across the ground. He's got so much class, but um, his body's let him down a bit. So to see him be able to get into a really tough game and tough conditions like that the other night gives him a lot of confidence. And um, hopefully over the next six to eight weeks, we can start to get him back to somewhere near his best. Yeah, it, it's similar in a way, isn't it, to Ryan James? A couple of really bad seasons and great to see them. Back on the field, hey, um, hey, Hook. Was there was there much debate? Was it a difficult decision to bring Corey Norman straight back into the side and and uh, and drop Adam Clune? Yeah, well, it's never hard. Clooney's a, a champion guy and has worked his you know backside off for four months. As has Corey. Corey's been exemplary um, in training and um, his, his appreciation for his teammates and his his, his give to the team and the club. Um, I, I haven't seen a chink in that anymore. Anyone in our club at the moment, um, and but Clooney's just a really good team man. That, um, you know, he didn't do much wrong yesterday, as most of them didn't. Or sorry, on uh, Sunday, but uh, there wasn't much between him and Corey. You know, during the pre-season, so um, I just think Corey deserves a chance there. Um, I, I think you know, from a team point of view. It, just at the moment with his experience in the early rounds, um, he, he'll give our, our spine a, you know, a better chance to have a, a better combination. and um, That's probably what it's come down to. There's nothing between the two players, their attitudes, their, you know, their team ethos. It's just, I think, at the moment, Corey might just make us a little bit better on game day. I'm sure your fans are hoping the same with this, uh, this big match you've got in, uh, in Townsville on Saturday night. Um, you know, I know you've coached at, at the Broncos and the Panthers. Have you had any interaction with Dragons fans? Uh, are they more passionate, scathing? What? How, how are you finding the uh, the Dragons fans? Because they've, uh, you know, they can be quite vocal. Yeah, I'm hearing this badge. I get asked this question every week. <laughs> there's, there's this mythical tribe of Dragons <laughs> fans out there somewhere with sticks and and. Uh, and, and torches and <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't know I, I don't know how to answer that question I just keep getting asked it uh, I haven't come across um, any uh, 
anything I haven't seen around the other club. Like, I mean, you know what the Broncos are like. There's, there's you know, 1.5 million people watching one team up there, and mm. and you know the, the 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 city and the media and the vibe. But you know, um, revolves around how your 80 minutes goes every week. Which when you're playing in the NRL, for me, and both you guys have done more than I've ever done at that level, but. Um, that's why you're in there because you know you want to be on that razor blade at the, at the very top end of your sport and and you know for me I enjoy the adrenaline of chasing that result every week and and the fact that sometimes you're going to get it and sometimes you're not that's you know that's your your reason for being involved so and I want the fans to be the same way um, and and understand you know the identity of their club and what we're you know what we're trying to do here. So I can understand when you, like Brisbane, you know when you're down the bottom of the ladder, you, you know your fans aren't going to be happy. But um, you know you you want them there and you want them passionate. You want as many as you can following you. So I don't, I honestly haven't had an issue or or, or not yet. Not unless there's going to be a, a, a tribe of them show up. <laughs> Brian rub me out of town. Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned about you, Hook, because yeah, you know, you're a, you're a rocky boy. You're a you're a cowboy. Yeah. And then you went to Brisbane, which yeah, it's still got that real country sort of cowboy feel. And you went to Penrith, which is west of Sydney, still that cowboy feel. How, how are you going with the surfing? Is it are you surfing yet or not? Uh, I, I no, that's I, I love the surf. I'm a, I'm a good body surfer. <laughs> I, I love a I love a swim. I can't I can't stand up. I'm, can't stand up on a board, mate. So I haven't had that that problem. But Wollongong's a beautiful place, yeah. and um, a great service. It's been a bit cold. We haven't had much opportunity. Um, it's been a really cold summer. Um, uh, so literally, haven't had too many weekends where you felt like you want to go to the beach. It's been cold and wet for yep. most of the time. But great beaches here, mate. Always a good wave. I, I like it down there early in the morning. They've got sea pools here as well, which, you know, most New yeah. South Wales, mm. Wales beaches have. I'm a keen swimmer, so I, I, um, I get in and do a few laps in the sea pool at, at Centennial, which is right on the on the um, the North Beach uh, front of here, and um, it's, a, it's a good place for a surf and a swim. Well, well, the, well, the Dragons fans will be happy to know that. If you don't get things back on track in the next month or two, look, they'll be they, meeting you down at the pool. They'll meet, they can meet me at the pool. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, there's no sea pools in the uh, river in Rocky. I know that. No. <laughs> Fitzroy. Is it the Fitzroy? No, no the Fitzroy. I'm swimming there at the moment. Crocodile will eat you. Hey, listen, um, well, you're, you're playing against the side on Saturday night. They're licking their wounds. Also, the Cowboys, Anthony Griffin. But uh, you're always giving with your time, and, and thanks for joining us on Sports Day. And good luck on Saturday night. Anytime, guys. Thanks. Yeah, great for Anthony Griffin to join us on Sports Day. Don't go anywhere because we've got Hot Topic next. The greatest siblings in rugby I league we're doing, history. I thought we were doing brothers. What's a sibling? That's a brother. Oh. Or a sister. Cool. Hmm. Mortimer's. Got to be the Mortimer's. Really? What about the Draboyevich's? Mm. Anyway, there's yeah. plenty of Debatable. <laughs> for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And for the Kia Sorento. Winner of car sales, car of the year. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. 
When it comes to try scoring, it's hard to argue with uh, Brett and Josh Morris. And I guess when you throw the family in as well, Stevie Morris, as far as being the greatest siblings or family to have played the game. But uh, we're talking about the uh, the best that have ever played NRL and rugby league, and we're getting some good texts here. Mm. Sats, we threw up some earlier on, the, the Walters brothers, Steve, Kevin, Carrot, and then the Johns boys, and you mentioned Norman Pete, Peter Proven. Yep. Uh, Darren and Jason Smith. Yeah. Ooh, gun players, both played for their state and country. It's interesting when you look at brothers and I mean, a lot of the time they, they end up playing pretty much the same sort of position, same sort of build. But when you look at the Stewart brothers and Manly, yeah. you got Glenn who was a ball-playing back row, so skillful. Then you got the lightning fullback in Brett. Two completely different bodies. But that's not unusual because the two blokes that came along straight well, that's after. That's what I'm saying. Then you've got the Travoyevich. Yeah, you got mirror images in Travoyevich and Tom. And there's a, another Ben, isn't it? Ben, who's in good the player. system too. Really good player. Um, who have we got uh, text here from Sats? Dave uh, from Terrigal. Yeah, we have got uh, Dave from Terrigal uh, in the '60s. Ron. John and Mori Raper. Oh, I forgot about the third yeah. brother there. Yeah. Stuart and Aaron, of course, are all yeah. part of the same family. Uh, Keith and Kenny Madison. Uh, Madison yes, well. yes. Now, yeah. I can't believe I forgot these two. My dad used to talk about these brothers. Wasn't there a third one? The Thornettes? Thornettes. Uh, Dick and Ken Thornette. Yeah. Mm. Peter and Bob Diamond. Yeah. yeah. And uh, all played in the 60s. Yeah, Dave Terry. And also there's the Sims family. Uh, Texas come through with no name on it as well. Ruan, of course, the best yep. of them. What about the guys? Uh, the Maddie and Mark Geyer. So Maddie got a start at the Western Reds because of Mark. And Mark wanted family over there. And he wanted Maddie to, to also have a start his career in rugby league. Very good player in the local districts around Penrith. But he wasn't renowned for his, his exploits at the Western Reds. He ended up going to the Storm, winning two comps and actually being one of the the real backbones to the values and traditions of, of what the Melbourne Storm and still what they yeah. run with today. Oh, look, and there's so many more sets. Uh, Pull of Tour Brothers. Yeah, Frank and Tony. Um, oh, there's a, look, the Hindmarshes and Kalis Brothers at Parramatta and, uh, uh, you know, the uh, the Mortimers and Hughes and folklore there at, at Canterbury in the in the 80s, 70s and 80s. You've got, you know, you said the Burgesses and Les and Noel Cleal. Ah, uh, yeah. Now, Les only played one the Bush season. Rangers. Yeah, for the, for the Roosters, but was just became a folklore hero when it came to rugby league. And then, of course, what Noel did to go on kangaroo tours and represent New South Wales and... And uh, and Australia, uh, Andrew and Maddie Johns, of course. Now, now, Badge, if you had to, from and we haven't been able to cover all of them, but if you had to, if you had to try and oh. highlight one, one, what one, one set of set siblings, of family. yeah, that, that. Well, when you're in the when there's three of you, well, the Burgess as well, there's four. Mm. But when there's three of you or four of you, I guess you got an advantage there. So, for me, that whittles it down to the Walters boys, the yep. Mortimers. The Hughes brothers. I'm going to say the Mortimers. Sims. I'm going to go with the Walters. Okay. That's not biased at all. They all anyway. went on a, yep. they all went a kangaroo tour together. Yeah, they did. They could what, play. 90, 90, 94. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And a couple of them in 90. Kerrod and Kevy were there yeah. in 1990. So, uh, yeah, anyway, what do you think? Uh, give us a buzz, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three, 1533 or text... Uh, text us on zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. What about the Blake brothers? Play for the Bunnies. Yeah, Michael and, and Phil. Manly and Can mm. and, and Canberra. They I both mean, went to I'm, Canberra too. Phil and Michael. Yeah. Outstanding.
Yeah, very good. And uh, <laughs> cuts. I've got Peter from Burley. He says, hi, fellows. I really enjoy the show. My greatest siblings were Greg Hollywood Hartley and the 13 manly players who are on the field <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Good little twist on that. Peter, thank you very much for that. Uh, you'll be blown away with car air conditioning service at Repco Authorised Service. Book at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Team List Tuesday will tell you about all the ins and outs for your team and uh, a couple of surprise changes after the break. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. And for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year. Yeah, before we get to our uh, team list Tuesday, Sats, you got some texts there. Yeah, about the, uh, the best siblings to play uh, rugby league. Dane and Kurt Sorensen. That's a good one. Yes. Koala Bear, Dane Sorensen. Yeah. I like Sharkies. this one. Craig from Lismore, Ed and Ted Sulkowitz oh, from Parramatta wow. in the 70s. That's a good Last one. Last from the past. Uh, JB from Cronulla, the Walker Brothers. Northern Eagles, mainly because there was Ben, Shane, Chris as yep. well. And now young uh, Ben's son, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, Sam. He's at the Roosters. Strutting his stuff at the Roosters. Yeah, and hey, boys, if Union ever gets a mention, the surely the Ella boys uh, leave the rest way behind. Terra Nora Tiger, I agree. Yes. Yeah, if you had to weigh up both codes, I think the Ellas ben, Gary and have Mark. everyone covered. Oh, yeah. Weren't they, uh, weren't they entertainers extraordinaire? Mm. Right here, let's go through round two. The uh, the team changes. We'll throw up a juicy matchup for each game as well. It starts on Thursday night. The Eels and Storm, both winners uh, first round and both teams unchanged from last week, as you'd expect. Uh, no injuries. This is at Bankwest. Looking forward to Gutherson and Pappenhausen. Aren't they, mm. uh, aren't they, aren't they standouts for their is sides? It, the amount of good fullbacks we've got in our competition now, every week is mm. just a... It's a mouth-watering battle, isn't it? Way. I had to pick my top six fullbacks last Saturday. Joel Kane, one of our good friends we call NRL Nation with, he asked me to pick the top six fullbacks at the moment. And Did you find it hard? I left Caelan Ponger out. I left oh. Clint Gutherson out. What? I completely forgot because Ponger wasn't playing. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how Dylan many great Walker fullbacks at the top? Got. Yeah. <laughs> um, second game is on, uh, is on Friday, 5 p.m., uh, which is Central Coast Stadium, 6 p.m., I should say, uh, which is the Warriors up against the Knights. And when it comes to the Warriors, well, Ewan Aiken's out for eight to ten weeks with that ankle injury. Mm. His, his place has been taken by Adam Pompey. Adam O'Brien has named the same 17 players. And um, Kurt Mann, he's been named, even though he injured his knee quite badly last weekend. So they'll monitor him throughout the week. Now, when you talk about matchups, badge, really looking forward to this one. Uh, Elisa Katoa on the left-hand side. Tyson Frizzell on the right-hand yeah. side. Both players play with a lot of bad intentions and, on their opposite player. And both love to run those straight lines, yeah. don't they? Beauty. Uh, the late game Friday night is the Titans and Broncos. Philip Sammy comes in for uh, for Brian Kelly for the Titans. Both teams looking for their first win. And uh, the Broncos, Matt Lodges out. Another front rower. That's a blow. Flegler will start. Uh, Thomas Flegler, Reese Kennedy onto the bench. And... Uh, they're not playing directly opposite each other as far as um, positions go, but David Fafita up against Tavita Pangai Jr. Mm. This could be this whoever plays the best there could yeah. uh, could decide the match. Three PM Saturday sets. Uh, we've got the Bulldogs up against the Penny Panthers. Bankwest Stadium. I'm calling this one on the weekend. Cannot wait to see my Penny Panthers uh, with the Panthers. Well, you, you, it was a first 
strong first up win and haven't changed uh, any of the, the 17 players that played last week. For the Bulldogs, really int- uh, it's an important inclusion. I think Jeremy Marshall King around the, the hooking position add mm. a little bit more to, of deception. Outside of that, there hasn't been a lot of changes. And when I look about matchups, it's really Jack Hetherington versus the entire Ford pack, his former club. He'll, uh, he'll love it. He'd love it, won't yeah. he? He will. Uh, Saturday afternoon, uh, the second game, Manly and South. What about Jake Javojevic and Cam Murray, the 13s, mm. up against each other? Uh, Manly have brought Cade Cust onto the bench and Big Sean Kepi. Yep. Morgan Boyle is out. And Souths have dropped Josh Mansour for Jackson Paulo, fine player. Uh, and Patrick Mago comes yep. onto the bench there for South Sydney. So the last game on Saturday night is at uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium, Townsville. The Cowboys up against the Dragons, both last start losers. And even though the Toddy Payton um, was, you know, he read them the right act. He's uh, he's kept the same 17. Val Holmes still on the wing. Scotty Drinkwater at fullback. And with the Dragons, well, Corey Norman is the, is the new inclusion. And Adam Clune goes back to the bench and we mentioned Unlucky it. to drop out. Yeah, we met, sorry, goes, he goes out altogether, I should say, Adam Clune. But one thing I'm looking forward to now is this week, Francis Molo named today, three-year contract with the club that he's playing against. He'll be up to show. Yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, they're going to get value. Two games on Sunday. Tigers against the Roosters first up at, uh, at four o'clock. Where's that? Campbelltown, yep. Russell Packer. Out of the 17, uh, Moses Mbai moves back to the bench. Autica Manu, I think he might have been on the bench anyway. Adam Dewey is the uh, the new inclusion in the starting side. He's at 5'8". That's a big end for the Tigers. Uh, and the Roosters have lost Jake Friend to concussion. Uh, Adam Kieran drops out of the, as well, injured. And uh, Angus Crichton suspended. Darcy Lussick, oh, sorry, Freddie Lussick is the new hooker. <laughs> Darcy's a bit big for that role. They've got some depth. And Drew Hutchinson comes onto the bench for the uh, the Chookies. Mm. They have great depth. Yeah, uh, looking forward to Leilua and uh, Luciano Leilua, one of the Tigers' How best. How good was he last week? Yeah, up yeah. against Satili Tupanua. Yep. Yeah, now the last game uh, of the weekend, 6-15, Netstrata Jubilee Stadium, the home of the Sharks for a couple of years now. And with the Sharkies, Jesse Ramian, of course, took an early guilty plea. Reckless high tackle, Matty Dufty, got three games. Marwin Hirodi. Uh, takes his position in the side. Andrew Fafita still on the outer at the moment. Uh, got a couple of really key forwards uh, that's still another week away before they return. Royce Hunt and also uh, Talakai for the for the Sharkies. And for the Raiders, well, he hasn't made any changes, as you wouldn't expect. Ricky Stewart, uh, Jared Croker, still got another week or two away. And I thought Sebastian Chris, his replacement was really Very good. Very good. Yeah. Shop for authentic Aussie products. The Australian-made kangaroo certification is the logo. The Nation Trust, that's our round two ins and outs. Uh, uh, text here, the Iro Brothers, Eero Brothers. Mm. Uh, yes, uh, un- unbelievable. Kurt, Kurt and Dane Sorensen. And the Neil Brothers, Alan and Mick. That was from Keith from Taree. So uh, thanks and keep those Texts coming on that uh, that number or uh, zero four double. What is it, Sats? Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Said it a thousand times. Uh, this is Sports Day for Kia. Seven seat Kia Sorento has just been crowned Car Sales Car of the Year.
You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.